What's going on, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Checkup Podcast. It's me, Brantley Osborne, here with my boy Naeem Muhammad. Yo, yo. And we're coming in with you, uh, coming at you guys with a little something different today. We're talking about MEC hoops. We've seen a bunch of stuff floating around on social media, seeing that, you know, uh, the MEC is trying to organize a team for the TBT tournament, which is super cool. Um, we both got some good experiences with the MEC, so we're here to talk about it. We're going to play a little GM today, and if we had to formulate our own TBT team off of our opinion, what we would do. Naeem, you want to say anything? No, I think you nailed it, man. Excited for this conversation. Uh, a lot of talented guys that came through the league. And um, oh, and also, too, don't take it personal if you don't make this list. Plenty of talented guys. It's a only a number of roster spots. So but let's go ahead and jump right into it, man. Right. Okay. So I personally played in the MEC for one year. My senior year was the first year of the MEC, which was Naeem's freshman year. Um, and then I got two years with coaching experience in the league. Uh, Naeem, you want to talk about yourself there a little bit? Yeah, so I played in the Mountain East Conference, MEC. I played in the MEC um, from 2013 to 2017, a pretty decent career. Then I also stuck stuck around and coached for a year. So uh, we've seen plenty of uh, a good amount of talent come through the league. And I would say up till this this last year when Shepard made the transition to the PSAC, you know, we were followed it pretty closely. I don't know about you, Ian, but I didn't really – pay too much attention. I knew I knew about a couple of the teams and followed kind of a little bit, um, but didn't pay too much attention to the league this year. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I followed West Liberty just a little bit and Fairmont, just because I still got them on my social media feeds. But right. similar to you, definitely fell off with knowing, like, who's the hot guys in the league right now. So we might be a little dated with some of these names. Right. Yeah, so like Naeem said, forgive us if you ain't on this list. We could miss, but I'm feeling pretty confident about mine. Yep. And um, also for the listeners out there that's not familiar with the Mountain East Conference, that's a Division II league that we played in. Uh, it got teams in West Virginia and Ohio and Maryland in there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, tons of pros that came through the league, G League players, NBA players, overseas players, uh, constantly in the NCAA tournament. And um, yep. teams are ranked in the top 25, all that type of good stuff. So real competitive, good Division II basketball league. Yeah, no doubt, man. A lot of talent. Uh, but yeah, uh, we saw the Twitter conversation started by MEC Hoops fan. I'm just ranking the best players in the league. So yep. here's our shot at uh, being GMs and who we would choose for our uh, MEC TBT tournament team. Right. Yeah, and that's been that was cool that he did that. You know, I, I definitely don't agree with everything that I'm seeing, but at the same time, it's really fun to reminisce and kind of look look back on uh, some of our own personal experiences and just, you know, kind of um, overview of the league, man. It just makes you think and remember some really good times, man, and just really highlights how talented the league was, you know, and for a number of different years. So it was pretty cool to, for him to kind of bring that to light. Yeah, no, I definitely feel exactly the same. Like, similar to you reminiscing and a lot of those names I just forget about some of those guys and how good they really were you know looking back at some stats now and it's like man dudes was hooping you know um no surprise either to see where some of these guys ended up today yeah all right so how you want to do this Ian you just want to throw it back and forth I got we so so listeners we got a list of 10 players um then then at the end we'll we'll talk about some honorable mentions and whatnot 
Um, so, Eam, how you want to do it? I go one, you go one, we go back and forth, or what do you, what do you think? Let's start with our point guards and go down to our forwards. Okay. All right. All right. You All kick right. us off. Okay, so I'm going to kick us off. Okay, yeah. so uh, this play, these players aren't in any particular order, just kind of by position. Um, so first one I got on my list, running the one for me, played a West Lib. He also played a Wheeling Jesuit his freshman year. I got Cedric Harris. Cedric Harris was tough. He was tough, man. He was a bucket. He was strong. He could defend. Um, just a solid player, man. Solid player. He played on a lot of good teams, obviously. Yeah, I, I like Cedric Harris. I played against him one year, and I guess this is like with you being a little older and playing in the Wiviac and the Mountaineers, you've seen him a lot more than me. Right. But I will say he did not impress me enough to be my starting point guard on my team. Okay, I hear you. Uh, so you I'm got? going with – I got him with Tyree Gator. Tyree, Tyree Is it Tyreek or Tyree? I think it's Tyree. Tyree. Appreciate yeah. Tyree. Yeah, man. He's, but, uh, but, uh, I thought he was just a dog, you know, for a player that small. I remember when I first saw him, I was like, oh, okay, we got a little guy. But, yeah, man, uh, just to throw some stats out there because I'm a stat type of guy. Uh, he oh, yeah, led I, the league he in, I know he got Oh, yeah. He led the league in assists uh, a couple seasons. He had the most assists in one season, 227. He got to the line a ton of times, led the leagues in free throw makes and attempted. And in addition to that, uh, he got a lot of steals too, led the league in steals for two seasons. So just a guy that I had a lot of respect for his game, yeah. a tough competitor, played with a chip on his shoulder. And, you know, he was just yeah. a dog to me. Yeah, he was tough. So you're already crushing me in the stat department, which is fine. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure Cedric Harris, his senior year, was National Player of the Year. I'm pretty sure. Really? I believe so. Yes. Did that West Lib team go far that year? Uh, yeah, they, they, yeah, they definitely, year. they definitely went far, man. They, that team was that team was like that. They had some. I mean, yeah, they've been a now they did have some dogs, teams, but yeah. All right, so who who you got at the two? You might want to fact check me on that, but I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah. so then at the two, all right, I got Jamel Morris, also a player. Ooh. Also a player who played for two teams in the league. He started at Glenville State, and then he transferred to Fairmont State. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and to me, he's just tough, man. He's a, he's a shot maker. You know, he's a bigger guard. He plays with some size, and, you know, you kind of look at his resume. I know we're trying to – so for the listeners here, we're Naeem and I are basing this list based off of MEC performances. So we know that some of these guys went on to play pro – and whatnot but we're just trying to go off of what we've seen during their mec careers and we know jamel morris is still playing so um yeah man he's got a, he's got quite the resume but yeah just played on some really good teams at fairmont even when he was over at glenville as a freshman and he was like he was tough man he uh you know uh did his thing against us shepherd in the playoffs um yeah. now i like jamel morris a lot yeah uh, he was a guy, he's not on my, he wasn't the guy I was about to name next, but, you know, he's definitely a guy on my list. Uh, one thing, too, I respected about him is I, I'm almost positive he played hurt. Like, yeah, I he, know he, he had some knee or something. Yeah, and, like, that's just tough yeah. to do. And he yeah. still got it done, you know. Like, he shot the hell out the ball. He was yes. pretty, like, big body, so he could defend a lot of guys. So, yeah, yeah, definitely like the pick. But um, for me, so I got Tyree Gator at the one, and I'm next my uh my two guard. I'm going with Devin Home. Devin Home, okay. Always was a huge fan of his game. I remember debating Steph and AJ one time about like him being better than another guy in the league. 
Uh-huh. And I mean, you know, throwing out those stats at you again, uh, two seasons, he had the best assisted turnover ratio in, it, in the league. Oh, is that right? Yep, man. Okay. So efficient guy. Was he dominant like that? Yeah, like I think, you know, um, I just, I know he was efficient. You know, I never, uh-huh. he wasn't ever the ball dominant guy for this team. Yeah. I know he was real efficient with the rock. Okay. That's and, cool. you know, he also scored the ball a good bit, can score at every level, average 17 points a game. And I just had a lot of respect for his game and will pick him as my two guard. Right. Okay. I like who, who, who you got. Uh, now? Who you got so far too? remind. I got me. Cedric Harris and Jamel Morris. Okay. Um, going down my list. Next person I got on my list is an absolute sharpshooter. Best shooter that I have ever been around in person. Just to be completely honest, is Seager Bonifant. That that mm-hmm. boy is he's got a cannon. Um, and he's got size. You know, his like statistics, like I don't like I, I didn't really go and look up statistics, but I know he was shooting like fifty percent from three all yeah. while like leading the country in like makes. Like that's ridiculous, man. That's ridiculous. Yeah. No, yep, and that's who I had on my list. And, you know, just to give you that stat, like you were right with that stat right there, like the lowest percentage he ever shot from three was 50 in his career, and the highest was 56. What? That is stupid because he was like, getting things crazy. up too. Yeah, I mean, Gosh. he was making over 100 threes a year. Like, yeah, so he was just shooting sometime. Like, he was getting them up and shooting them at a high percentage. So, yeah, um, that's pretty that's pretty. Pretty that important. was definitely my three guy too. So Tyree Gator, Devin Home, and I'm definitely throwing Seager in there at the three right now. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. solid. Um, okay, um, I'm still on my guards here. So uh, down the line, I'm looking, and I got another West Lib guy um, who transferred to Nova Southeastern when Crutchfield made the transition down there. He played with my boy Connors and Iich is David Dennis. Mm. Now, um, from what I've seen of David Dennis is, you know, he's just like a solid point guard, man. He can take care of the rock. He can really defend, um, lives in the paint, man. You know, like he can really get into the teeth of the defense and really distribute. Um, And he's got a motor, man. I I, I like his game a lot. He's also got some good size. He got some good length. Um, Yeah, just a solid all-around player in my opinion. No, nah, I definitely liked his game. Uh, he's not a guy on my list, but, you know, like what you said about his motor, I remember playing against him. Like, he'd pick you up full court, mm-hmm. and then, like, he's going to bring the ball up, and he always found a way to get to his spots in the paint and right. uh, either score or, or uh, dish it out. Right. Um, but going back to my guard, so so far I got Tyree Gator, Devin Holmes, Seager. Uh, another guard on my list is uh, West Lib guy, Dan Monoroso. Yeah. And, um, Monteroso, for anybody who played against him, like he was just a dog, similar to David Dennis. Like he had a crazy motor on him. He could play the two or the three. He could score at every level. And then like I think one Saturday he like scored in a football game, played two sports, scored in a football <laughs> game, and then came and dropped like twenty in a basketball game. So Yeah. Just a lot of respect for him as a player. I just mm-hmm. thought he was a high IQ guy as well. So that's who I'm going with as my other guard. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's a good choice, man. So good that I did the same thing. So I'm gonna follow you up. I got Dan Monteroso on my list. Uh, following, uh, yeah, he's just a hell of an athlete, man. Uh, obviously playing two collegiate sports. Um, at the same time, it's you obviously gotta be a pretty good athlete to to pull that off. 
and he's just tough, man. He was good. You know, he'd get to the basket. You know, he had a really, really good motor, like we said about David Dennis. And, uh, yeah, man. Yep. Yeah, no, uh, solid, solid player for sure. Yeah. Um, so next guy on my list, kind of getting to my fours now, is who I think might be, outside of Seager, might be the best player that I've probably played against in the MEC. Yeah. Um, Thomas Wimbush. You know, like yep. Wimbush, the one thing about him, I'm going to start defensively for him. He could guard almost any position out there. And, like, his right. length and athleticism was just crazy. And I thought he did a decent job at scoring at all levels, playing above the rim, rebounding the ball. Like, he impacted the game, I feel like, in so many ways. And just, I think, was a, really, like, the big piece for that Fairmont team and that Fairmont run that they had over the years. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Big fan of Wimbush. Um, since you just mentioned him, he's not up next on my list, but I got him too. I got Wimbush in there. Uh, man, my senior year at Shepard, he was a freshman and I remember being at Shepard and it was my worst, worst scoring game of the year. He held me to nine points and I mean, man, he could, that dude can guard for real. I mean, I'm yeah. flying off screens, you know, everybody's trying to free me up, you know, Stin's trying to find me. Uh, and he, he was all over it, man. He's fighting through screens, denying me the ball. He's just a tough, tough defender. And then you, you know, outside of that, just a really, really impressive athlete. Um, could get to the rim, you know, could play really well in transition. Um, I believe he even started to develop of a jumper kind of down the line and we know he's still yep. playing now. Um, yeah. He's just a tough, tough player, man. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Is it on you? I think it's your turn. My yeah. turn? Yeah. No, I just did Wimbush, man. I just oh, followed. Oh, you go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So next guy who I think is, if I was starting a team, I think this would be my center, um, Tanner McGrew. And I know some people are going to go with a different guy on their list as their starting center, but Tanner McGrew to me, like the two years that he was like really dominant in the league, I felt like he was the most dominant player at his position and he led D2 in double doubles. Yeah. Only behind, uh, only person behind that real close is my boy, Matt Bonds, a uh, North Point guy, but yeah. Tanner led the division two in double doubles. And man, like when I think of him matching up with Voorhees, who's like another dominant big man, I just think Tanner just got good feet and he just got it done. Like I was a huge fan of his game. Yeah. I mean, he was, you know his story. I think probably some of the, some of our listeners have have seen it. Uh, really impressive, man. Because I saw Tanner um, playing in the Wiviac, you know, and then kind of coming up through um, how he just got better and better and better. And you know, he's still kind of on that trajectory, just continuing to improve. He's playing in pretty high level over in Europe now. Um, but yeah, man, yeah just dominated the league his senior year, you know, just was some really impressive yeah. box scores. Um, and those Wesleyan teams, man, they were really just feeding him the rock, which, you know, oh yeah, you can't, block the block. can't blame him for that. But like he was getting his touches on the block. And if you were coming to defend against Tanner McGrew that night, you knew you, you knew you had to uh, really show up in a big way and um, you're defending mm -hmm. hard every possession. For sure. And I thought he passed well too, because they started doubling on him. Yeah, he's not that passing out of it. Yeah, and I know now too, man. He even steps out; he can shoot that thing. You know, he's yep. I've seen that. Hell of a player, man. Yep. 
So yeah, I got I got McGrew as well. <laughs> our our okay. lists are kind of starting to match up here. Yeah. But yeah. At, at, at that forward position, uh, I'm not going into starters or anything like that. But Tanner McGrew is absolutely absolutely in that in that uh, ten man lineup for sure. Um, next guy on my list, uh, Haywood Highsmith. Um, Haywood, he was just another guy that I thought just got it done in so many ways for them willing teams. Because I, I honestly didn't think those willing teams were that talented. But for them to be in the top 25 like they were, and I think they went all the way down to the Sweet 16 when uh, Pat got hurt. Like Haywood was yeah. really leading them. Uh, well, you, so that year, sorry, I cut you off, but that year where they when they made that run, that was fifteen, uh, sixteen. No, to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. Well, they had a couple runs, but no, no, the year I'm talking about when Pat Mose got hurt, that was 2017, 2018. That was his senior year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, that gets that. Yeah, sorry, I'm off on that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, but um, D two Player of the Year, double double machine. I think he could play like the three through the five, guard the three to the three through the five, and yeah, uh, he had a nice little career so far too as a pro. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think the only guy that cracked an NBA roster. Yeah, right. So I think so. Yeah, from 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 D two to the league, definitely something to be said for that, and you know, for for those reasons and uh, everything else you just listed is why he's on my roster too. You know, um. Definitely a versatile player where he can kind of defend inside and defend on the perimeter. Um, and even offensively versatile where he can kind of go back to the basket and, and take guys off the bounce. Yeah. Um, shoots it pretty dang well. You know, uh, you know, he's in the league. So I think that's speaks enough for himself. But I guess we're talking about his time in the Mountain East. Right. right? And uh, I remember, uh, you know, just kind of watching him and uh, – Definitely another guy that just kept getting kept getting better and better, and you know mm-hmm. by his senior year, um, is the best player in division too. So, kudos yeah. to that boy, man. He's tough. And he plays for them Sixers, man, which is my favorite team. So, shout out to Haywood, man. Must be rough being a fan of them. It's like now. <laughs> hey, it's uh, yeah, tough year, no doubt. <laughs> um. So next kind of rounding out my list, it's the last guy I had listed, but I got some other names I could just name off that I would you, love. You to got have. nine guys then. Yeah, I had nine. Okay. So this is my last guy that I put on my my team or finish out my roster with is uh, Matt Bengaya. Mm-hmm. You know, Bengaya, for anybody who played or tried to check him or watched him play, he was one of the most uh, frustrating players to defend. I felt like he either got the bucket because you could – because you couldn't stay in front of him or he was going to make you foul him and get to the free throw line almost every time. Yeah. Um, and he just had that quick spin move, man. And he led his team to the final four, was player of the year in the league. And, you know, another division one transfer guy that came to the league and just kind of yeah. really excelled. And uh, he had a great career. I thought at Fairmont. Yeah, man. Fairmont was kind of known for that there for a while, getting, uh, getting the division one transfers. I remember the, the other dude, Harney, was uh, yeah. remember, and just a couple others over the years. But, uh, yeah, I got Benyai on my list, too. Uh, you know, that that mid-post rip through. Um, and then he, he had the counter of spinning back. Like, that thing was – I mean, he was he was on the rim every play. He was on the rim every play. Really, really athletic. And that first step, man, was, like, freaking nasty, man. That first step was uh, – 
basically, I guess, proved to be basically impossible for any other big to defend that year. You know, it was yeah it for sure. So yeah, yeah I got, I got him on my list as well. I did ten, so I'm just gonna take it again. And, and uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a tenth guy in there, but okay, you go ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead if you got it ready. My tenth guy is going to be a legendary player in the Wiviac, short-lived career in the Mountainese, Bo King. Bo King, for those who know him, now I don't think a lot of people would know him, but those who do know him, just a pure bucket, man. Like, I think he went for 40 against us when he played us, but Bo King, a guy who can just score the rock. So I had to throw him on my team. I was not ready for that. I was not ready. I was not ready for that one. I hear you though. Bo King was tough. I mean, Bo King definitely was a bucket. That's un- that's undeniable. Oh, my fault. No, you're good. Um, uh, so rounding out my list is is another guy um, that you know really showed to really dominate the league at least for one season, and that's Voorhees, Will Voorhees. Mm. Um. Yeah, just a force to be reckoned with down low. Kind of reminded me of McGrew in some ways. Um, but I think he was, at that time, like he was a little bit more versatile where he was kind of stepping out and shooting threes. Um, yeah. He was player of the year, senior year. Did did Notre Dame win the, the Mountain East his senior year? Did they win the tournament? I think they did because he got hurt. He got hurt one year. So he came back for his fifth year, and I think he just dominated, and they won the league that year. Right, yeah, I think they did. Was that the was that the first year that they had the tournament up in Wheeling? I think so. Yeah, I remember, yep. I remember following that one. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, dude, he's just, just uh, super tough, uh, dominant. Dominant. Yeah, it was tough for me to leave Voorhees off my list. I'm sure people will definitely disagree with that one, but yeah, uh, so much respect for his game. I mean, he was a headache for us to uh, game plan around. I just remember Nam like just thinking like we're gonna let him get his, but we can't let nobody else score. Right. You know? But um, and he'd go and get his for sure. <laughs> he, he definitely would walk out of there with 40 points, 20 rebounds. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, ridiculous stat lines. I remember kind of just following that from afar and just checking those box scores, and it'd always be something wild. Yeah, for sure. So Um, you want to go through our list real quick? I'll I'll take mine first. So I got Cedric Harris, Jamel Morris, David Dennis, Seager Bonifant, Dan Monteroso, Will Voorhees, Tanner McGrew, Haywood Highsmith, Thomas Wimbush, and Matt Bingai. Decent, decent team right there. So I got Tyree Gator, Devin Holmes, Seager Bonifant, Thomas uh, Wimbush, Tanner McGrew, Haywood, Monteroso, Bengaya, Jamel Morris, and rounding out my team with Bo King. I like I like my team beating yours personally, but I Hell guess no. I chose these guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess kind of moving forward here. Um, so a lot of players. Yeah. No, go ahead. You got yeah, it. Yeah, just a lot of players that are left off this list that could easily. I and I wouldn't be upset if anybody chose some of these other guys. Uh, like we said, really, really, really. Uh, I guess long list to choose from, man. When you're trying to put together a team, a lot of really talented players. Um, so you want to take it away uh, with with some of your honorable mentions? We'll call it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna just uh, name them name them off uh so first one at the top of my list that like it was tough i wanted to put him on my my 10-man roster was eric seifert yes like i just loved his game you know he was a kid who like impacted his team from his freshman year to his senior year yeah Um, just really good high iq guy 
Yeah, Eric Seifert was tough, man. He was a really versatile player, man, because I remember when he first came in the league, I believe his freshman year was his brother's senior year, and his brother yep. was on the point for Wheeling, who was a real good player too. I believe I believe Ben Seifert, his brother, led the country in assists. Oh, wow. That's accurate. Um, but anyways, Eric played like the four that year for them, mm-hmm. um, and then he kind of finished his career playing the one, you know, and he held it down at the four. I mean, he's just, he's just a really good overall player. He doesn't really have holes in his game. He can just kind of do everything. Yeah. He definitely got it done. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I like that one a lot. Uh, and it, him and Justin Fritz made a tough backcourt for Wheeling for a couple years there. Yeah, they were, they were a good little one, two punch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So go, going off my list, I have a bunch of names written down here. Um, but I saw this one floating around and I, and I, before, uh, the MEC, uh, hoops dude even put it out, I was thinking about him and that's Dion Boyce. Dion mm. Boyce was an absolute dog. My senior in the MEC. I mean, he, he owned the glass. He was super tough in the paint. Uh, what, what were his numbers? He averaged like 17 and 14, I think. You know, 14 i mean man that's that's really rebound i wonder where those 14 rebounds ranked in the country that year it had to be up there yeah no doubt um yeah so Dion boyce was tough yeah i like Dion boyce um just like you said just dominant guy on the inside and owning the boards mm-hmm. um, another guy on my list uh sham god and yeah I think Sham god he kind of really never like had crazy numbers i would say he had a couple games but I think his leadership, you know, I think he was really like a glue guy for them Fairmont teams. And just the way he approached the game from like a sportsmanship standpoint, too. I always like playing against him. Um, yeah, I, I respect that. Solid player. Yeah. He, you always kind of got the feel where the old cliche, the point guard is is the, an extension of the coach on the floor. And he and yeah. he absolutely uh, he absolutely was that. He's he's a floor general for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Facts. Um. Looking around here, what else? Ooh, I got a good one, man. This dude, this dude was a bucket. Rob Reed down in Concord. Rob Reed, I remember he him. Tough, man, and he was lit in the layup lines too, man. I remember seeing. Him. <laughs> seriously, seriously, man, he put down some crazy stuff. But he was a bucket, man. He jumped like super high on his jumper. You oh yeah, that? yeah, a lot of elevation. He hit that big ass shot. Excuse my language. He hit that big shot down at the tournament in Charles Charleston. Uh, what was it? Was it a game winner over Wheel or over West Lib? Is that right? I think so. Yeah, because yeah. he like fell, picked the ball up, and yeah, shot the yeah, ball. Yeah. Was it? Was that him? That, that was that was Rob Reed. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, yeah. That was a tough shot. Yeah, he is cold, man. I liked him a lot. Yeah, I definitely was a fan of his game. It grew on me. You know, I think he was another kind of a late bloomer player. Uh, yeah. For his yeah. career. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy I got a lot of respect for, graduated in my class, and is Brett Morris. Um, I thought after Glenville lost, I think it was like Morales and them, like Brett Morris was like the last from like that group. And I thought he he did a a decent job at holding Glenville together, man. Big staple on their program. And Mm -hmm. I just remember too, just talking to him a little bit after they lost and just telling him how much I respected his game, but definitely a guy who, uh, who I would say is an honorable mention on my list. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, just even you talking right there just made me think of like two or three other players that I don't even have on this short list that I wrote down. There's so many good guys, man. 
Yeah. Um, to throw another out there, um, Lamar Mallory was super, super tough one year for uh, Glenville State. Yeah, he was a dog. He was tough, man. I we looked up that I looked up this stat the other night. He shot like seventy percent from the field, which is ridiculous, right? That is crazy. Eight or sixty nine or something like that. Yeah. Um, just a ridiculous number. What and then he was getting touches too. You know, I don't know. I can't remember what he averaged that year, but um, just dunking everything, man. He was he was really good. Yeah, he got it done. He definitely got it done. Him and Morales was a was a tough uh, combination. Yeah. Um, that's that's kind of it for my honorable mention list. Uh, yeah, and like I like we were saying, man, we could go on for days and days and days. Um, but yeah, that's that's good for me too. Um, do want to shout out some of my shepherd guys though. All the players I played with, you know, had their role, and we had some fun runs. I got a, the privilege of being on the twenty win team and a nineteen win team at Shepherd. Um, yeah. playing with you, of course, great that whole roster, Polo. Um, Jojo and also AJ and stuff and my boy Sky, you know, all of them I think are players that when I look back on my career, uh shared a lot of good moments with those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, putting putting this kind of roster together, it's hard not to be biased towards Shepherd guys. Um, because obviously I got a ridiculous amount of love for the program and still, you know, like Shepherd's my favorite team, you know. For sure. Um, I'm watching them every game, following all the stats, uh, you know, still still have great relationship with coach and some of the players on the team currently. So uh, absolutely. Um, man, just to think about my senior year wouldn't be right if I didn't talk about it. You know, it, it ended in a way that we didn't want it to. But that team was really special. So um, yeah. We're a part of that team. You, you started as a freshman for us, did some really good things. My backcourt mate Stin, shout out to Stin. We like to we like to think that we uh, are one of the tougher backcourt duos in Mountain East history. I and think I, so. And I, I believe that you know we were really productive, won a lot of games mm-hmm. that year. Fell mm-hmm. a little bit short, but uh, he was a lot of fun to play with. And you got like you said that kind of whole that whole roster. Polo was amazing, great leader, great locker room guy. Came off the bench as a sixth man, um, which, you know, that can be tough to do. But he kind of took that role on and was fantastic in it. Helped us win a lot of games. You got you got JoJo, who was an absolute beast for us. Morgan McDonald. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, am I missing anybody? Uh, shout out to that whole team, man. That was so much fun. And then you got guys like AJ and Steph. And then even, you know, Thomas kind of blew up this year in the PSAC, but he, he's definitely going down as one of the better players to ever play as Shepard. Um, yeah. So yeah. big love for those guys, man. Yep. Yeah, that list could go on too. Um, yeah. Just a lot of – just man, this whole conversation, just crazy like the game of basketball and how many good players that we didn't see play. Like people, I think, give a knock to Division two, and that kind of has gone away. But, yeah, you know, like it's some hoopers that we didn't play against, man. Facts. And hopefully, you know, the world can see it on display if this TBT goes down this year, you know, God willing, with everything that's going on in our country may not be possible. You know, it's in Charleston, too, this year. Oh, really? So that'd be convenient. Oh, yeah. We in there, man. I'm definitely going. Um, yeah, that would be cool. So with the roster they're putting together now, you know, some of our guys are already on that roster. Uh, be really cool to uh, kind of see that come to fruition and, and see these guys stack up against some other really good talent, as we know, is in that tournament. 
Yep, yep, exactly, man. I definitely think our MEC guys that could compete and uh, just show the world that it's great Division two basketball players out there and that um, a lot of these guys, once they become pros, are at the same level as uh, the guys who played at higher levels. Right. That's right, man. Um, all right, closing thought, thoughts, statements. In addition to still being in quarantine right now, uh, making sure that we are just cherishing every day and um, – from a basketball standpoint, just don't underestimate uh, the moments that we have when we playing, man. Because like reminiscing right now, it just takes me back into many special times. So right. appreciate it when you got it. I love it. Well said. Anything for you, my guy? Uh, nah, I think I'm good, man. Until next time. I'm curious to hear what people think about these teams and maybe, you know, what you would do different for any listeners out there. Um, you know, I'm no real GM. I like my team, but I'd be curious to hear if, you know, we forgot a name. We probably did somewhere. There's so many good players. So let us know. Yep. Yep. Tweet tweet back at us. Give us your opinions. Um, we all here for the constructive criticism. So don't be afraid to do that. And uh, also, if you got any other things you'd like to hear us talk about, you know, give us a DM, give us a yeah. uh, tweet, give us a shout out. And uh, we'll try to bring that topic up, too. Yep. All right, man. All right. Until next time. This was fun. All right. Check up. Thanks again for listening to episode three of the Check Up Podcast. Make sure you give me a follow on Twitter at Naeem Muhammad underscore four. And Brand wanna give me yours. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Ozzy Hoops, O-Z-Z-I-E Hoops. Give us a follow.